You know what I find really interesting lately is how many people are really interested and excited about getting into development deals. And our special guests on the call here today, Van and Maria Shepard, know all about that. These folks are real estate developers based in beautiful Ottawa, Ontario. They've got a lot of experience and they focus on what they call the missing middle development project. So Van and Maria, welcome to the call. Thanks very much, Dave. Thank we're you. excited to be here. And we're excited to have you. Now I've got my co-host with the most, this good looking guy, Bryce Kaminsky on the call. Bryce, thanks for being here, buddy. No problem. Anytime. All right, you guys. So let's start off at the beginning. When, how, and why the heck did you get started with real estate investing? What was that spark that got you guys going? Uh, I can start that story <clears throat> since uh, it, it started with me. And uh, it started in my early 40s when I looked at my savings. So, so a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah a couple just of years last ago. year, in fact. Just last year, in fact. <laughs> You're a fast uh, study, man. That's awesome. Um, I started looking at my uh, my savings and my plan for savings and uh, and our plans for retirement, and they were misaligned significantly. <laughs> so <laughs> that's so, it. That's a polite way to say misaligned. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I choose my words carefully sometimes, especially when my wife is right in your shop. <laughs> uh, so we we started to look for what can we do to supplement our income. Uh, from our well from my job at the time yeah. and when you start to search for how do you make money on the side or how do you become wealthy real estate pops up pretty much every the top of every search mm -hmm. so we started with uh with, with no no definite plan for where we were going to go but we understood that real estate was going to be part of our future so what were the first kind of deals that you guys actually did the first you know uh, revenue property type deals. Did you get right in, into developments or did you do fix and flips first or long-term buy and hold or what did, what did you start off with? Multi-unit in US. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a, from nothing to apartment buildings in the USA. Well, that's why Triplex. I say multi-unit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. Triplex is multi-unit. Yeah. was a big step. Yeah, it was... Uh... And we did nothing right the first time. We we uh, we hadn't we didn't look at the fundamentals for where we bought the economy anything like that. We found a, a triplex in Syracuse, which is three hours drive from here, so close enough to get to. Yeah. Uh, for sixty five thousand dollars U.S. purchase price, and little over two thousand dollars a month in uh, in gross income. Mm -hmm. And so we did the math on that and said, hey, this thing cash flows because <clears throat> we knew enough to figure that part out. Yeah. And, uh, and we bought it. So that was our very first purchase. So did you guys get any training ahead of time or did you just kind of charge forth? We got training. Uh, we got training that, that in, I mean, in hindsight, actually, usually by, by the end of the training, we realized we'd overpaid for it. Mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, through a real estate training company based in the U.S., uh, but uh, fronted by uh, uh, a fairly popular uh, HGTV host, a Canadian HGTV host. Okay. So, we uh, we bought the program. Well, I bought the program based on his fronting of it, and it, it it did get us from zero to far from zero fairly quickly. It was pricier than it ought to have been, I think. Uh, and they focused on wholesaling, and most of the training was U.S. focused. Yeah. So 
we we had the running the numbers and uh, understanding what you needed to do to the properties. It helped us with that. Uh, understanding the Canadian market or how to work here, not so much. Or perhaps understanding how the cross-border implications work may or may not have been in place either. They weren't. Uh, so fortunately, my day job is, uh, well, I was an aerospace engineer. So I, I understood not to go rushing blindly into, into buying outside the country. So we found an accountant that helped us make sure we did that uh, in accordance with uh, legislation. Good. Yeah, that is that is fantastic. Van, I'm going to say you're you're the first rocket scientist I've uh, had the pleasure of interviewing. You're probably not a rocket scientist, but that's what we're going to call you. <laughs> Actually, I've been on the space shuttle twice. There you go. Well, that's awesome. Okay, perfect. So that's what you got started with. How give or take, what year was that, you guys, that that you got your first revenue property? 2014, I think. 2014. Okay. All right. And Maria, were you fully on board with all of this, or did Van kind of have to drag you along, kicking and screaming, or or, or were you? Yeah, you active? got it right. I got it right. Not that I was kicking and screaming. I am very price conservative lady. Mm -hmm. I was. <laughs> not anymore probably for the properties at least so and i wasn't on board with spain for this training uh -huh. but i think with and then the, our first property in ottawa we had i also gave him some hard time when he had these great ideas brought to me that um, we did this in parallel one in us which i was on board though it was my first encounter with tenants period and when yeah, i yeah. saw those rundown properties in us i was in shock like i didn't know that people live like this well we, so you company, guys unwittingly became slum lords is that what i'm hearing no the property no, that, that, we that one was wasn't. actually great oh okay Took a the lot other of ones that were nearby yeah. were pretty rough. Got we it. wanted yes. to buy more and we didn't buy anymore because of that. Oh, but okay. we had our own semi-detached that then really wanted to us to put a basement unit into. And we had family of seven. Mm. And I told him that, well, only over my dead body you can do this. <laughs> she, she wasn't willing to give up the, uh, the family room to generate income at the time. So you, you weren't into house hacking, I'm hearing, Berea. She, she wasn't then. She is now. Uh, not okay. our house, but uh, everything else we buy, she absolutely is. Nice. nice. No, our, our first local development was uh, our own home that we moved out of into a new house. Yeah. And uh, we moved out at a time when the market was pretty soft in Ottawa. So mm -hmm. we listed it for sale and weren't able to sell it. Uh, and then our mortgage broker said, well, you know, you can carry both the mortgage on the new place and the mortgage on the old place if you rent it. So we mean we we hadn't really thought about that but when the mortgage broker told us we could do that then we thought about that and then i revisited my idea of having a second unit in the basement of the house and now maria was on board so, <laughs> and thank goodness you weren't able to sell it because i'm i'm guesstimating it's worth about twice as much as as what it was at that time it actually was it is more than that but we sold it eventually hmm. we sold it about three and a half years after we converted it Okay, very good. So you did uh, that. We, we did well on it, just the same. Yeah. So that was kind of your first experience with massive renovations, kind of redeveloping yes. a property. How did that how did that turn into what you guys are doing today? And maybe describe what 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 development means to you guys. What what does that look like? So development when we started our 
journey was exactly what we did the first time around. It was uh, removing everything from the basement and replacing it with a, a legal income suite in the basement. Uh, we did that project the very next year. We purchased our first bungalow near the college, one of the colleges here in the city. And uh, we, by now we had done enough reading and, and had enough contacts that we did understand fundamentals. And we found the property at a fantastic price. Thank you to our agent for that. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, before we made our development plans, we did our research to understand what our market was going to be. And we, we came to the conclusion that it was going to be students, whether we wanted it to be or not, because <laughs> they just rent everything in the area. It's, yeah. That's the, the only market. Mm -hmm. So so that was our, our first step in, uh, in doing market research when you identify a property and then making sure that your development is tailored to the tenant that you expect to get in the property. So we took that three-bedroom, one-bathroom bungalow with an unfinished basement and turned it into two four-bedroom units for students. Wow, that is a big, <laughs> big turnaround. That's what development looked like for us in 2015. Yeah, uh, and for a few years. And after for a that. few years, after, we did four. Did you, did you keep doing student rental type developments after that? Yeah, because yeah. you cookie cuttered it. You figured out what worked. So you created two quads, basically. Yes. In that first property. Is that kind of what you kind of kept doing for a few years after that? Well, we did, but we never cookie cocked it because every time we would uh, go above and beyond our previous one, we would change the heating system. We would get rid of furnace. We would add another bathroom. Then we would add uh, more bath, even more bathrooms per room. So mm -hmm. every time we would compete with ourselves. Improving and improving. Exactly. Now, were you able to get higher and higher rents with the improvements that you're Absolutely. making? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. Smart. Yes. smart. So how many student housing units did you end up creating over the years? So our, for ourselves, I think we have six of them now. And and we built a couple for others and designed a few for others as well. Very so we, cool. we, we, we did that. We never made it a service, but for people that knew us, we, we did some design work for them too. Wow. Very cool. All right. And then what did that turn into? So when, when did you start doing what you're focusing on now? So our first new build was in 2020. The first, remember the COVID summer? I do remember that. Yes, yeah. everybody does. We do as well. We have some scars from that. <laughs> uh, mental scars. Project-wise, things went, well, things have finished out quite well with that okay. project. But we uh, in 2019, we put a, a, a duplex under contract. And in the city of Ottawa, if it's a pre-existing duplex from before 2012 or something like that, you're allowed to put a legal suite in the basement. So you could, we were, that was our plan. We bought it. We we're going to make three units. Uh, sometime between going firm on the deal and actually closing the deal, we found that the property was actually on a list uh, for the city of Ottawa for expropriation because the city was going to widen the street it was on for a bus rapid transit route. Okay. And the, the house we bought was built a little too close to the front of the lot. And to, to get the widening they wanted, they needed to take about a foot of the building away. And they don't do that, really. They just take the whole building away. So <laughs> so that was our uh, that was our first foray. So I'm going to turn it over to Maria from there because uh, everything after this is her. So, yeah, when I found that and uh, we were, we turned to the lawyer uh, initially asking if we can just back up, but uh, right. we couldn't already because it was some little line there that it might be or might not be on the list. And uh, mm -hmm. But um, 
at this point we already were thinking about building something new but it was nothing that pushed us forward before that and then yeah. i said well darling this is our opportunity what if we take this building i mean literally but in fact remove it and put a new one a little bit further from the road so he agreed and um, we uh, we went for the permits we went for the variances the lot was not big enough to create that but we negotiated this with city because they wanted to expropriate we were giving them some land in the front right and uh, building new housing so they agreed to uh, to our plans and uh, yeah we built it in uh, 2020 four months it took us only four it's months 2020 yes and what did you build what kind of what did you put on that property uh, a semi-detached with two basement units so for a four unit pro a four yeah. unit building basically and it's okay. student uh focused uh we built it for students yes very good all right i'm just kind of I'm wondering because your initial plan was to take the existing building and modify it. Yes. So that's what you went into the deal thinking you're going to do. That's what the price was based on, all that kind of stuff. Then you find out you can't back out. You have to demolish. You have to build from the ground up. That must have been a hell of a lot more expensive or maybe not. I don't know. You tell me. Well, it was to do so, but the price was good because building was in bad condition. Okay. Our, our plan from the beginning was to, and all the student properties that we've told you about, they, they all were bought in as poor a condition as we could find them. They were all gutted and they were relayed out both floors, some structural changes, all new mechanical, electrical. So we, we had plans for a very significant renovation of the building in the first place. Uh, it was purchased pretty close to land value oh, so, okay so we, all right we, so not so we bad had invested in a beautiful duplex and then we had to tear it down we had purchased something that we were going to spend a ton of money making nice anyway okay. so instead of spending money to make it nice we just removed it and started first basically began over very good so maria new experience for you well maybe not because i'm sure with the other properties you guys did you had to get well obviously permits and this and that and the other thing but was there a lot more red tape with doing this than the other jobs you'd done before? Oh, yeah, absolutely. This was a new, totally new experience for me. And uh, well, Van is coming from my engineering background. He also had full-time job back then. And uh, I was on the side. We had a builder. We didn't have our own company as we do have now. I mean, construction one. But uh, we had a builder. I was on the site as much or more than the builder was, and I was uh, managing all, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But, um, well, if you want something really you bad. It happen. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. No, that's wonderful, you guys. Okay, so that's just 2020. You got that turned around and built in four months in the middle of COVID. That's mind-boggling. Where did things take you from there? So it's that's not that long ago. It's... it's October 2023, right now that we're recording this, where has your journey taken you since then? So since then, we have uh, we have acquired quite a bit. Uh, we have we changed our mind. What do we want to buy now? <laughs> yeah. So exactly that the the evolution from then to now has been. We don't look at a at a, a 
don't look at anything now that we can't redevelop into something that qualifies as missing middle. So six to six to 10 units kind of range. And, and we surprisingly, well, I guess not anymore, but at the first time we did it, it was surprising. We're, we're able to find quite a few properties in Ottawa, all of them on the MLS that, that currently have a bungalow in some state of uh, mostly dated, thank heavens, because you don't want to have to carry on something nice, uh, but zoned to allow like uh, multi-unit uh, in some cases, like 20 meter high multi-unit buildings. Wow. Cause they're on these big old lots. They got lots of space there. Uh, yeah. Some of them are bigger. some are on small lots. Really? Okay. They're still zoned to allow uh, significantly more density than they have there yeah, now. Cause they, they're really looking to densify, right? That's, that's a big push for the city these days. The country. For every city and ours in particular. Yeah. They, they, they're really, as a council, they're really resistant to sprawl. So they, at, they want to reuse all the infrastructure they have already. Want to go up. So they want yeah. to go up. Very so, cool. Yeah. All right. So that's become your focus. How many of these kind of projects have you done over the last three years? Finished. Uh, we haven't got one finished yet, to be honest. We've got uh, four in the process, like some pros. So the other thing we've done is we've, we've found land we can sever. So severances in Ottawa anyway, take forever. You have to work. So maybe, maybe for folks that aren't familiar with that, define what that means, please. If you don't Sure. Mind. We, we found a, a, a lot that's large enough that you can make it in, make smaller lots from the one that you buy. Okay. So we've got uh, one lot large enough to put, to sever into three. Wow. We've got another lot large. Three, enough. three lots that you can put what on multifamilies uh, or single families. So um, they're, they're zoned to allow a semi right now. Uh, and with Bill 23 in Ottawa, that means six units on each of those three lots. Wow. Uh, Ottawa has a new official plan that they released right about a year ago. Uh, well, actually, they released it two years ago, but the province approved it a year ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it encourages for that particular lot that we can rezone it for a small multi-unit building. So like maybe 15 or 20 units per building. So well, that, if, you can, if you can do, if you can do uh, six per lot times three, well, that's... 18 if, if i'm counting correctly That's or you can correct. put on one bigger multifamily on all three lots is that what you're three talking small about? Multi three multifamily buildings three. Mm -hmm. three three times 15 yeah so 15 to 20 we'll say so yeah. that's but that's uh we bought it with the intention of severing it and doing the semis then bill 23 came in and we thought well now we can do semis with six and then we looked at the official plan and said, hey, wait a minute, maybe we can do. Uh, so the, we'll say that the opportunity has improved significantly for that lot as, uh, as new things have come into play. But it also delays getting things built because the severances, were, they're not even finished yet. Uh, and on top of the severances, then we have to do a zoning bylaw amendment to change the zoning and then uh, a site plan control because we're putting larger than more than 10 units on the lot. So the... The end games takes longer, but you end up with, you know, between 50 and 60 units on a lot that had a bungalow when you bought it. So that's mind boggling, isn't it? That's a big lift. That's a huge lift. So you guys, um, I can hear lots of pros to this. Are you planning on building these and selling these or building these and holding these? We're planning to hold on yeah. all of them. Yeah. The, the only things that we've sold are, uh, are, are because first, of <laughs> first ones that the first and second we just told you about the student one and our semi-detached because they do not have any more potential. Yeah, we, we've sold lots that uh, that that are already fully developed and we can't improve any further. 
so if we can, if we, if we own it, it's because we see an opportunity to do more with it than is there now. Yeah. So bottom line is, if I understand you correctly, your focus is let's find these lots that we can densify, that we can get some pretty big lift on, and then let's take it all the way. Let's take it soup to nuts, build on these things ourselves. Sounds like Maria, you've started your own construction company. You got, yeah. you got the know-how, you got the manpower. Yes. Build on these and then hold them long-term as purpose-built rentals. Am I understanding that correctly? You said it perfectly, Dave, yeah. So Beautiful. guys, just gotcha. to, just to a question, I'm sure the listeners at home are asking, um, are you financing these things? Cause construction loans are different. People, people aren't really understanding when they get into development, the bank can help you, but you guys have big plans. How do you plan to finance this? So that's an excellent question, Bryce. Uh, we've, we finance the purchase. Like, so one of the beauties of buying a bungalow is you can, you can get a straight residential mortgage on it. Uh, so you can you can buy them the same way you buy any other bungalow, and that that requires a little bit of capital, but not a not a very uh, over the grand scheme of things for the cost of the project, the purchase of the built bungalow is fairly fairly not not very intensive mm -hmm. capital wise. Um, the development that we plan to do, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, CMHC MLI Select program. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the the project we did in 2020, we just did with a, a construction mortgage from a uh, a private, uh, like a, a mortgage investment corporation. And then when we were done, we did take out financing with a conventional lender. And that worked pretty good. And we didn't need a, like, I think we needed about $300,000 total into that project. So to be honest, less than we were planning to put in it for the renovation, because you can't get financing for the renovations as easy as you can get them for new construction. Wow. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, which was a pleasant surprise for us. Uh, the developments we do now, we have to use our own capital to go through the soft cost and and the holding cost. When we move into the construction phase, though, we we intend to because they're they're commercial, they're they're viewed commercial in terms of the number of units in the buildings. Uh, we we will be financing them through CMHC loans or CMHC. Yeah, perfect. Very yeah. good. Oh, you guys, this is fascinating stuff. Congratulations on your transformation as real estate entrepreneurs. Hey, Van, a question for you, because I, I kind of picked up on it. Are you still working as a, as I call you, a rocket scientist, or have you gotten into the real estate full-time? So real estate is full-time now. Wow. Congratulations, you guys. That is fantastic. Hey, I'm sure there's going to be lots of people that want to connect with you. For our listeners out there, if they want to do that, what's the best way? So we just put our website up, uh, like, this month and it, you will find us at shepherddevelopment.ca and that's shepherd spelled with two p's very good well you guys i think we'll probably have to have you on the show again in a year or so once some of these developments are are up and going and built out and and humming along i think that's going to be a really interesting conversation congratulations on everything that you guys have done so far thanks very much thank you Thank you. Thank guys. you very much for being on the show, Bryce. Thanks for being my co-host with the most. Anytime. All right, everybody take care and we'll talk to you on the next episode.